Hold on, I'm gonna adjust the mic a little bit. I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm gonna adjust there my microphone go. too, not just to piss off Daniel. Whoa, whoa, we can't do <laughs> no this part of on International well, Day of Nonviolence. Is this the International is Day that, of Nonviolence? Is October 2nd the International Day of. Uh, dating the episode. Is that the International Day of Nonviolence? According to time.is, it is. Do you not have the website open? Uh, I close it as soon as I clap. <laughs> I didn't read that till I just saw I just saw Did it. You, did you not look? Did you not look at the website while you were looking at the time? I, I, it's a little small. Like I'm not. I'm not. I read the big clock. Do you expect and there's else. a big there's a big plant on the bottom of the webpage? Do you expect me to read this plant. small text? This submissive and breedable text. Well, this is taking a turn. Wait, there's a big. Oh yeah, was, well, my screen's like half the size. Like it's like super, my my. Is your like window fully open? Yeah. Oh, you're a fucking weirdo. I don't do that shit. It's just my webpage. Oh yeah, no, my setup is I have, like, my main monitor is split down the middle, my notes on the left side, my audacity on the right, yeah. and then my second monitor. Porn just on the left, on tissues on the <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm not digging any deeper into that. Zach, lead us in. <laughs> so anyway, how is your sex life? Zach, Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of World's Strongest Podcast, Kai. I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-host, Chase. That's me. And Thomas. That is me. And today we're talking about episode All right, you want to stop talking about sex life, and you drop a sultry yeah, tone in the ear. Yeah, I'm just All right, Thomas, I can't how help you it. Jacking it. Sultry right. is just how I sound. You're jacking my ears off right now. You want me to fucking come <laughs> or what? Like... <laughs> oh, God. Good, man, we think, man down, man down. I think that's now a two-man show. For one of the worst things that has been recorded on this podcast. <laughs> Just sentence-wise. Like, yeah, that's at least in the top ten. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Chase, you probably have half that list. <laughs> Don't Hi, jack off into my ear and tell me it's raining. Yeah. I'm doing good work, goddammit. I'm doing good work. <laughs> the Lord's work. <laughs> but today we're talking about episodes 49, 50, and 51 of Dragon Ball Z Kai, which, yeah... Episode 49, Avenge the Fallen, Goku, Countdown to the Planet's Destruction. Now, now, you have to read it like the narrator, where it's where he, there is no comma, it's just Avenge the Fallen, Goku. Avenge the Fallen, Goku, <laughs> Countdown yeah, to the Planet's <laughs> Destruction. Better? Yes, it is. Yeah, I guess so. It's truer to the source material. <laughs> Toriyama's vision is complete. But yeah, this is when mm -hmm. we start the notorious, like, longest five minutes in anime. Though, I guess, for us, this is the second longest five minutes in anime, because we're doing Kai. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, while Gohan desperately rounds up everyone to escape on Goku's ship, Goku continues his battle with Frieza. As Frieza powers up to 100%, Goku steps back and lets him so he can truly destroy Frieza, spirit and body. Episode 50, Full Power Frieza, Shenron, grant our wish. Uh, in this, Frieza gets up to full power and the battle continues on a more even footing. Meanwhile, Gohan gets Bulma back to the ship but tries to get her to wait for Goku. The planet might not last long enough for that, though. 
King Kai and Kami, however, are devising a plan to bring back the Namekians and their Dragon Balls, then use that third wish to bring everyone to Namek. Truly er, to madcap Earth, shenanigans. Yeah. As we get to episode 51, Goku's furious roar, a last-minute wish. The Namekians are brought back by King Kai's wish as the battle continues against Frieza. Acting quick, a revived Dende manages to get the wish off to bring everyone to Earth, leaving Goku and Frieza to fight it out with no distractions. Namek is two minutes from destruction. Which gives you some idea of the time dilation here and that the five-minute <laughs> timer starts in 49 and we're at two minutes in 51. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, let's fucking get into it. So, Thomas, you're the most recent watcher of these episodes. How do you feel about them? <laughs> um, I feel better about these than the last three would be a legitimate point, just because at least there's, like, a major plot beat, I feel like. I agree. Any, probably episode mm -hmm. 50 has the least major plot beats, but the most spectacle. So, I'm like, 50 kind of makes up for lack of, like, huge definitive, like, I mean, they come up with the plan. They just don't really execute much of it until 51. Mm -hmm. But 50 has some of the best choreography that this fight has produced since Goku turned Super Saiyan. So I'm like, I I'll take it because we finally got to see them just sort of duke it out for a bit, which we, you know, <laughs> as we talked like all last episode was what we really, really, really wanted to see. You know, not that we don't love seeing Goku turn Super Saiyan, but we've been waiting to see the actual like results of that. The actual At least fight. like more definitively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of the tummy punches that that entails. Mm. I will say this is still kind of on the slower side as the whole, or on the whole here. Like, we still have, it, it didn't feel like too terribly much happened. I mean, like, even reading my summaries there, not too terribly much going on. Like, this still could probably be crunched into one episode or two episodes, maybe. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot more spectacle. They felt faster watching them. Like, the pacing felt better. Yes. So, I don't know if it's in part just coming off those last three that were kind of meh um, in that regard <laughs> that makes these feel better, but I certainly liked these more than I liked the last three. I think coming to the, I'm coming to the conclusion that, like, Toriyama is just not going to write a Super Saiyan fight scene. Like, that's where mm. I'm at. Like, I don't think we're going to get one. I don't think we're going to get, like, a full-on, like, fight episode with super saiyan i just don't think i we mean, will. i get that from a manga perspective like not just putting one whole manga chapter that is nothing but a fist fight because in still images that doesn't really work <laughs> or at least it's a lot harder to pull off i won't say it doesn't work uh you can, really, you can make it work yeah but i don't know I, I, based on the way 51 ends, I feel like 52 might end up being that, but I can't say that definitively. We just get one well, episode. <laughs> just one. That's a like 52 or 53 or both. Well, I mean, 53, uh, slight spoilers, I guess, but 53 is where this fight more or less ends. Yeah, I was about to say, 53's got to be pretty much with Frieza in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. With 54 kind of being like Goku's a attempt at the, an escape. and The Danum Wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Frieza being destroyed and Goku being mad about having destroyed Frieza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> episode 49, we don't really get much of that. Uh, a good half of 49, which I mean, you know, A plot, B plot, but a good half of 49 is like coming up with what are we going to do now that the Dragon Balls are back in play. Yeah. It's like... Well, and setting up that the planet, while it hasn't blown up immediately, is now going to blow up. 
Yeah. Because that's kind of where this starts, is like right where the last episode ends with Frieza, you know, slamming his attack into the planet. For a second, King Kai thinks the planet just blew up immediately, proving, I guess, that he does not have... His version of uh, omnipotence, omnipotence is very is limited. Like shit. Because mm-hmm. the man's like watching it with his god eyes. He's like, oh no, the planet's dead. Kami calls in. King Kai, are you there? What? Oh, let me check again. Oh, it's still there. You yeah, it takes King Kai calling him, which he has to be like, well, Piccolo has to be alive if King Kai's calling me, or, or Kami's calling Kami, me yeah. right now, to finally figure out that it's not just been blown to bits. Can you imagine how bored Tien and Yamcha have to be watching King Kai just sit there moaning to himself and fucking I up do. constantly? <laughs> it's one of my favorite low-key bits is just everyone having to sit there and watch King Kai just going, ah, oh, oh, no, ah, and, like, from their perspective, like, they can't see any of the shit he's seeing. (laughs) They're just standing here, just standing around awkwardly, like, there's nothing to do on King Kai's planet except, I guess, talk, and the only guy that there is to talk to is, like, putting on, is, like, moaning to himself in a corner, and, like, this feels important enough that you gotta stick around, but also you're really bored, you kinda wanna leave, but you can't. Your only two other options for conversation are a literal monkey and a magical cricket of nebulous canonicity. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, honestly, this is the best you got that isn't your buddies you came here with. Which I guess, (laughs) at least for for Yamcha, Tien, and Chaozu, they have each other. (laughs) (laughs) And they had Piccolo for a bit. Yeah, until he made the correct decision and noped out of there at the first opportunity. Yeah. Look, Piccolo had the best argument to get himself out of there. Like, this would be a very different arc right now if they brought back Yamcha. God. If a much only. better arc here, right? <laughs> I just Yamcha teleports himself route. to Namek, somehow manages to fuse with Nail, turns green, gets antenna. <laughs> yeah, we create this fucking Cronenberg monster of <laughs> Nail and Yamcha fuse together. They show up, and Frieza's like, what the fuck is that? And he's so distracted by how gross he looks that Goku just lands the kill shot on him. There's the wolf in <laughs> fists killing Frieza. Finally. Yes, finally. This is what we needed. <laughs> or Chaozu gets brought back and he just blows himself up again. No, we yeah, can't like, do Chaozu again. Yeah, they're just like, fuck, Chaozu, that was record time. <laughs> yeah, nobody's put together that, uh, or at least nobody's stated at this point that the different sets of Dragon Balls have different rules pertaining to being brought back, or at least, like, you know, it counts as a new set. Yeah, um, nobody's made the implication yet. Yeah, because it's in, I think it's in this episode or the next episode that we get. It's the next one where they get into the kind of the nitty gritty of how yeah, the Dragon 50, Ball. 50's more nitty gritty discussion. Yeah, of that I'm stuff. more talking about. I can't remember if it's 49 or 50 where Goku has like his rage speech where he's more or less like Krillin can't be brought back and he deserves something better than this, and that's why I'm going. That's I think 49. It's this one. That's 49. Yeah, that's yeah because it's yeah. it's when Frieza's like I'm gonna power up to full power and Goku starts letting him and it's like. Because I know the the original dub version is Goku's doing it to demoralize him. Because, again, that whole, you know, Superman angle. Mm-hmm. Like, adding a more benevolent side to what Goku does, even as mm-hmm. a Super Saiyan. While this sticks a little closer to the source material, where, like, Goku is a Super Saiyan, especially this first time, is a bloodthirsty, like, guy. Yeah. Any, any malice he has is on full display at this point. Uh, it's still Goku, but this is the angriest Goku and yeah. the most willing to, like, lean into that anger. 
Um, and he more or less is like, I want to fucking brutalize him as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. He's also like, there's still that side of like battle craze side of him too. That's like, I want this to be the best fight it can be. Yeah, it is very Damn funny that it's else. still like, oh, it's Goku. He wants a good fight, but as opposed to normal Goku, where it's like, I want a good fight. Brackets good. This is I want a good fight. Brackets very very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I want a good fight because I want my opponent to feel as awful as possible when I bring him to his knees before I kill him, which is the other part of it is this one, Goku very, like, vehemently states that he is going to kill Frieza Mm -hmm. throughout these episodes. Hell, Goku even, like, blast Frieza, and I think at the end of 50 or the beginning of 51, I think it's the beginning of 51, yells, like, see you in hell, Frieza, as he, like, hits him with a Kamehameha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I think this is an aspect that I really like talking because we kind of saw the start of this in the last episodes when Goku went Super Saiyan. Obviously, there's a more like animalistic, rage-filled side of this transformation. Mm-hmm. But you really get to feel it in like how Goku fights in these episodes and how he talks, especially. This is it's still Goku, which is a, a good part of the writing. Is I'm like this is still a side of Goku. Like I feel Goku in this. Mm-hmm. But this is a totally new Goku as well. Well, you know, this is Goku if he hadn't hit his head when he was a kid. Yeah, there's still that bent to him that, like, all of his rage is kind of righteous fury. Or at mm-hmm. least a, there's a bent of righteous fury to it and that it's all aimed at Frieza and how despicable he is. But there's less of that, like, righteous fury, I'm fighting for the people who can't be here to fight back. Mm-hmm. And more, I'm fighting because I am mad and you took this from me. And I am here to kill you now. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, luckily that also lines up with the, oh, I'm fighting to defend the thing. But that's also not what he's here for. That's a minor yeah. portion of it. Yeah, you could almost compare this to the reason Vegeta fought alongside Krillin and Gohan at this point. Where it's like, we're fighting for the right side. Just maybe not for the most benevolent <laughs> reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is new for Goku. Or even at his angriest up to this point there's still that benevolent or at least more like good-hearted side of him fighting this mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to kill he might have to but he doesn't really want to this goku wants to kill yeah and this goku wants that kill to hurt is like the the creepiest part of all of it <laughs> the most unsettling part of it having been on this journey with goku now for as long as we have and seeing yeah, right? who's been in every other fight <laughs> Yeah, I will say, having now watched the original Dragon Ball makes this fight hit harder. And all the Super Saiyan shit hit harder. Because we've seen little Goku, we've seen who this very, like, fun-loving, benevolent, super-fucking-powerful kid. Yeah. Maybe benevolent's not the right word, but, like, good-spirited. And now we're seeing this is him if he just let go of that softness and was just here to fight and Goku, kill. Goku, just let go. <laughs> <laughs> then we're not there yet. And this is easier, I think, for Goku to get to than Gohan <laughs> from an emotional standpoint. We've seen mm-hmm. Goku get angry and Goku likes to fight even when he's not, you know, bloodthirsty. Mm-hmm. Which is the interesting half to, like, Gohan's version of this with Super Saiyan 2 and that he hates fighting. He's doing it. But he's Gohan got the bloodthirst like... in him. 
Though we get to see that in these episodes too when Gohan takes a stand against Frieza when he thinks Goku's dead. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of like um I think yeah, just, yeah I it's think we, I think episode we can just 49 jump around is almost here. Yeah, we're going to jump we'll jump around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why the we only, do what the we only do part that I the only part that I think needs to be in order is kind of the Dragon Ball wish plan. Just because that's, yeah. that's really the narrative thrust here. Like, Goku and Frieza are fighting, but, I mean, sure, that's the A-plot, but it's not really the focus. Or it's, anything yeah, it's, interesting's it's, happening. There's not a ton of change there. The biggest change is Frieza going up to 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goku letting him, and why. As well as, like, yeah, Goku's mental state leaning further into the Super Saiyan transformation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the... What were you saying, Chase? Sorry, we. Oh, I was gonna say, like, I, I think like they they set two things like very heavily in these episodes, like not having the fight, and one of them is like, we want to set the Dragon Balls, and they're and they set up a lot in forty nine is like, Goku's mind is not correct because he's Super Saiyan, like he is not the same, like he is bloodthirsty, he's given to his Saiyan side. Mm-hmm. I do like that they're just going to try to establish that more heavy-handed than the last episode we watched, where they're just kind of like, yeah, you kind of like, you embrace your saying inside, blah, blah. Oh, he's becoming, look, he looks unreasonable. They're like, we're just going to fully contextualize and establish this is what's happening. And they're much more about that. And then the B side gets to, everyone gets to kind of join in on how the fuck do we make a Dragon Ball wish that really gets all of us out of here okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do uh, we, how do we game the system just well enough <laughs> to get out? It's so funny. Them all like coming up with like 30 adore, different ideas. I adore King Kai. It's just like, okay, look, we might not be able to revive somebody who came back at, their, at the end of their natural life, but what if he like died of sadness three minutes before he was supposed to? What about then, Kyle? Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? Well, shit, I, I think work. I wrote this plan is very fun in a very rules lawyery kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit it feels kind of clever in terms of like, though in some degrees it's setting up a lot of rules we didn't quite have set uh-huh. in stone at this point. But it is a fun like let's we've got all these rules of how these wish orbs work what's the best way we can use what we've got right now? Mm-hmm. Even if we don't necessarily get everything that we want out of it. As well as yeah. from a narrative standpoint, it's a good way to get everybody else off the planet so that Goku, who still some part of him is holding back as to not murder his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we get them out of here so Goku can just let it rip and finish off Frieza? Because we have established that Frieza can survive in a vacuum, so it's kind of important that Goku kill Frieza before the planet explodes. Yeah. Um, even if they don't, they don't think they bring it up in these three episodes, but I know Frieza said it in like the last three. What? Uh, he brings it mentioned up. It. I feel like we've mentioned at some point that Frieza can survive in a vacuum. Yeah, he said he just kind of says like, "Have a good time surviving in the vacuum of space." I'm like. Monkey, I doubt you me. can survive in a vacuum as long as I can, or yeah, some something shit like, the, like yeah, that. Yeah. He literally just goes like, "I hope he's like you can you can't survive in a vacuum in space like I can." It's pretty much just something like that. Jokes on you, idiot! Yeah. I don't need to breathe. Though we do get, and something I like here in these episodes is Frieza admitting enough damage has been done to him that if he's like too close to the explosion when <laughs> Namek goes off, that will kill him. So we've got, like, at the very least, Goku either needs to kill him before it explodes or keep him, like, on the planet's surface as it blows up. Yeah. That's, like, how Goku can win this. Goku's but gonna win Goku this needs by to last... fucking up Frieza. Yeah. 
Which is, you know, that's baseline idea of a fist fight. <laughs> uh, though, in wishing everybody off Namek to Earth, we now have also set up the potential out for Goku in that his ship is still here. Mm-hmm. Or is it is, like, it, yeah, is, is it his ship or is it Frieza's ship that's still here? Well, they're both still there. Because, yeah. His, yeah, oh, that's true. That's right. They're both still there. His ship is sinking into the planet's crust. So, so is Frieza's, though. Yeah. So. No, we <laughs> they're they're more... both technically there, but not really usable. I mean, we could readily see Goku sinking in. It's we. I don't think we see Frieza's ship in these episodes. So it's hard to know the exact. No, we do. We get a shot of it, like, falling into a crevice. Ah, I see. I see. That's in, but like, yeah, the so... beginning of 49. Mm-hmm. This is kind of setting us up for the last act of this fight. If this fight also we're splitting it into three acts, this is the final denouement. Or not denouement, wrong word here. The climax of this fight <laughs> is coming in the next three episodes. Um, In that now we have, like, nobody is on planet. So even more so than when we had to go to the desert to fight Vegeta so that we didn't hit anybody. <laughs> this fight is on a higher scale. We need a whole planet free for them to just <laughs> lay into each other. Dude, yeah, because by, well, yeah, by the end of these episodes, Namek is just actual hell now. Like, everything yeah. is lava. The sea is now fire. Which is a great out, like, getting the environment involved, so to speak. Like, it's cool seeing Namek dying in steps yeah he's like like, oh like we're gonna gloss over it because it's hard to talk about but like the just visual destruction of namek cracking over these three episodes is truly good cool to look at yeah it's very reminiscent of the shot of planet vegeta like cracking to bits too in the first episode from like the reanimated bit from the bardock special Mm -hmm. yeah it's like that but it's happening slower Almost like Vegeta or Frieza wasn't able to put as much stank into this as he'd want because he didn't have long to try to prep this and throw it. There were a lot of well good because he like flinches at the end, but yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's because Frieza like pulls back at the last second after he fires it off. He's like, hmm, might have pulled the reins a bit too tight on that one. Yeah, because he didn't want to blow himself the fuck up. Yeah. I guess the difference being with Planet Vegeta, he was in orbit, so it's not like he had to <laughs> he worry. He was much so farther much. away. Yeah. And also, he was yeah, no we, doubt worried that, like, if, like, he charged up too much, I mean, Goku would, would kill him. Yeah. Though, we do get, um, like, yeah, like Chase said, there's a lot of planetary destruction in Dragon Ball, especially now that we've reached the point where most of the main cast are planet crackers, if not all of them. Uh, Krillin levels of prob- up strong. Krillin can do it. Gohan can do it. I guess Krillin probably, at least by Super, Krillin could probably yeah, by blow Super, up a planet. Krillin and Gohan right now could not fucking blow up a planet if it was their life depended on it. Gohan... Well, I mean, look, they're stronger than Vegeta was on Earth, right? Um, no. Gohan is. Gohan might be if he, like, rage states enough, but, mm. like, they even say when Vegeta first shows up, remember, they're, like, fuck fighting him. They get their power up. They're, like, fuck fighting him. Um, and that's after, like, Vegeta gets his power up, but like even yeah, but then, no, like before thing, because like Vegeta gets his power up after he gets his ass kicked on Earth, and he can get it, and he can blow up Earth if he wanted to, right? Yeah, but I don't even know if like them post getting the awakened are stronger than mm. base level Vegeta. Like we, because like, when Vegeta reappears, they're still like fuck ever fighting this guy. Yeah, that's um, fair. One. We we do get that Gohan after his power-up, is as strong as Goku was on Earth when Vegeta and Goku fought. That's true. Or at least that's the implication when Vegeta's like, ah, oh, Goku's in there after 
Gohan gets a power up. Yeah, but could Goku mm-hmm. blow up the planet? We know Vegeta could. If Vegeta was stronger than Goku by a lot. Vegeta, well, yeah, that's questionable. I mean, Vegeta does blow up a planet in filler in DBC before filler, getting though, yeah. But yeah, Arlia is filler, so it's a question of if we can really bring that. Well, that into the but like even but if you say he's as strong as Goku, like Goku resting, right? Not Goku. But it's like Vegeta was stronger than Goku at Kaioken times like two, four. Yeah. Um, Not times. Well, yeah, it was times three because he had to go times four to yeah, that's beat true. him in the beam. Right. Struggle. Yeah. So like it is like. Gohan's still not that strong then. <laughs> it's like where I'm at. He may have I got know. a Zenkai boost sometime in there, maybe, but I, I don't think that may, I don't stronger. think that I don't think that Pip squeeze a planet cracker yet. Nah. I mean he'll get there when he gets Super Saiyan. He will get there. Yeah. <laughs> he'll Which, become yeah, a universe destroyer before anyone else does. <laughs> well, there's the argument now with Gohan Beast that Gohan is the strongest, at least of the Z fighters. I mean, probably sheer raw strength that still would go to Broly. Yeah. Uh in the current setup. It either is Broly or in theory Vegeta and Ultra Ego, but there's some important caveats on both of those two. Yeah. With their ultimate power. <laughs> Vegeta it's a big has old to get, asterisk. Yeah. Vegeta has to get beat up enough to get that strong without passing the fuck out. And Broly has to not kill his teammates at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, I mean you know, you can't give somebody that level of fucked up power without some kind of drawback. Yeah, we'll see if yeah. Gohan can ever access uh, any kind of power again. Yeah, um, we're going to see if or when Gohan Beast comes back, which I, I feel like with how successful Dragon Ball Super Superhero was, Gohan Beast is going to come back for marketing, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, that movie did numbers both in the U.S. and in Japan and everywhere else. So it's like, I can't see them not bringing that form back around and taking that as a sign to try to give Gohan some more love. But we can only hope. We but truly yeah, can like, only hope. <laughs> back to the <laughs> fight at hand. Um, yeah, I guess the big thing to talk about here is, from a plot perspective would be the the setup with the wishes. Because we do get some a lot of rules for the Dragon Ball set up in these episodes. <laughs> Which we'll be stuck with going forward. Yeah. Except for um, Namek. The Namekian balls get an upgrade at some point, and so do the Earth balls, I guess. Uh, but the rules of as they exist right now for these two sets of Dragon Balls, which is like big ones are who can be revived, how many people can be revived, which is the important thing to note because that's our goals here is to get a lot of our friends back. Yeah. Um, who, can, who can be revived? Anyone inside of a year? How many people at a time? Fuck it, I don't know. Yeah, that is the most still up in the air thing, is like, what is the exact limit on revives for Shenron? Uh, this seems to establish it's pretty fucking high, considering he brings back the entire Namekian people. <laughs> I love that when Mr. Popo was like talking to Shenron, I was like, Shenron, can you revive everybody on Namek that was killed by Freeze and his men? He's like, <laughs> I've got no idea, buddy, let's find out. It, it, I've, it's the most non-committal answer that Shenron has ever given to any <laughs> question. <laughs> like, every other time he's like, a simple matter, or this is within or this is not within my power, or sometimes it's like, this can be granted, but this Calabunga time he's just dude, up. he says, smashing the wish button. Yeah. 
He's like, we're gonna find out. Oh. <laughs> never, never stretch this kind of muscle before, boys. Let's get in there. <laughs> I did want to point out, because Popo gets specific about bringing back the people on Namek killed by Frieza and his men, if he hadn't gotten specific, would they have been able to get Tien and Yamcha back off this wish, too? Because if he just said Frieza and his men, I mean, yeah, DBZA famously does he ran spec- with does this. Does he specify Namek? If, I don't know if he does. Shenron specifies Namek when Shenron is, like, going away after the wish. Mm-hmm. I don't quite remember if Popo specifies Namek. But, okay. like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't DBZA rem- Yeah, I don't remember famously- him specifying it, but yeah, I could have just missed it. But continue with your point, sorry. Oh, yeah, no. As a DBZA famously played with this specificity when it comes to, like, Frieza and his men to bring back Nappa in the background and be like, well... His men would include Vegeta and Nappa <laughs> when they came to Earth. At Technically, least at you were working for Frieza and I was working for you. So, you know, I'm back, baby. Yeah. Where I so would I guess take they it also and famously be an opposite it. rules lawyer way. And I'd be like, no, it wouldn't bring them back because at that point, Vegeta and Nappa had been like, we're going to go wish and do our own shit. They had officially not been working for Frieza. Hand in their, handed in their resignation. Yeah, pretty much. By like, that oh, shit, you're... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Shinron, like, I guess Shinron have... re is like a rules lawyer and goes, mm, well, at that point, you see 55, 10 minutes before they were killed, they decided to be, you know, overthrow Frieza. So really, um, I don't guess. think I will bring back Yamjana's dumb face. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just hates them, yeah. is the real answer. If he liked them more, then he would have just hand-waved and be like, yeah, that's close enough. But since he hates Yamcha and them because they keep wishing his ass back, or pr- keep summoning his ass, he's just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to figure out how to not bring these guys back. They can yeah, stay really... dead. Yeah, shit. So it really just is the whims of Shenron. <laughs> yes, he's a genie. Genies fuck with people. That's their whole True. point. Do you think Shinron gets you know summoned by Bulma like every year, like a and like that's Bulma just and canon just now out? in Super. Oh, now they hang out. Oh, they just hang out. Do I don't so, think like, so. Everyone, like, so like, hey, Shinron, like, how are you doing? Like, but, like he's like, oh, hey, Bulma. Like, it's like they do. There is of... no like, I am the dragon. What do you require? He's like, oh, hey, <laughs> like, <it's>, <laughs> like he's so used to not being summoned by someone going on a mystical adventure. He doesn't do the whole shtick anymore. Well, you know, it's hard to keep the same air of, like, pomp and mysticism right, when yeah. it's, like, the 20th time you've seen this person. And at some point, are you wondering oh, yeah. if, you, if you wonder Bowen's just like, hey, Shinron, like, we'll do the wish later. Do you want to, like, hang out and stay outside the balls for a bit? I wonder if you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> just go see well, a movie. Yeah. They do establish later that there's, like, a time limit when Shenron comes yes, out. Yes, I know, but, like, you could, you could hang, you could. You, you can do it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah but that time limit is pretty short like I want to say it's less than like 15 minutes I feel bad for Shenron now that's where I'm at <laughs> what do you think he does in between like being he just summoned fucking, I don't think well, he this becomes a to some degree yeah this becomes a question of is Shenron like cognizant and aware when he isn't around like when he isn't summoned or does he does he exist within the balls in fragments does he like sit in some space outside of space Goes time. back into a Pokeball. Yeah, like, this raises a lot of questions that the series has never explored, nor do I really think they will. <laughs> nor should do they. do I really need them to. Yeah. yeah. Do I think there could be a filler episode of them being like, let's throw Shenron a birthday party? Yeah. Do I want that? Yeah, I do. 
God, I want that's that all so I bad have. now that you've that's said it. That's all I have to add to this conversation. Then <laughs> or get, we then all we have summon the... all the dragon, like the all the dragons and Dragon Ball together, just to, like hang out and for them to like interact. Like I do want Shinron and Perunga to like hang out for a minute and just understand compare their notes. <laughs> this will just be the Chris Sabat hour. The <laughs> it'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah, so far Sabat has voiced every dragon, at least as far as I know. Um, though we have yet to dub or animate the uh, granola arc, which brings us our third drag or fourth dragon. Sorry, <laughs> our third was Super Shenron, lame Shenron, also known as. Yeah, well, Zalama is the more accurate name, but Super yeah, Shenron is what Shenron. the gang calls him because they're just like, yeah, we're not remembering the name Zalama. <laughs> Don't respect him, God, poor Zalama. Yeah, pour one out for Zalama. <laughs> the literal, like, god of the dragons <laughs> is reduced <laughs> to Super Shenron. Only gets summoned literally once every thousand years or so, and nobody remembers his name. This is like if you're in a friend group. Like, I came in, and I've been Thomas the whole, like, all my life, and then someone else there is already Thomas, and I become old Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be this crazy is- if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Wow, fucked up if true. Yeah, fucked up that actually happened to you in real life, and... (laughs) No, it didn't stand for old, it stood for other. Yeah. (laughs) Even worse. (laughs) Oh, God. It'd be crazy if that was, like, the first thing I knew you by. (laughs) (laughs) Most people who met me in college still call me. (laughs) I'm still OT in several people's phones. They don't, even talk, they don't even talk to the other Thomas. They don't even talk to the Thomas that, like, was referred to as uh, before, you know, and they still just call you OT. Yeah. <laughs> I did have somebody decide it's... I had another friend decide that for her it stood for only Thomas or original Thomas, and I was like, I'll take that. Um, no. You just call me... You just start crying. Can you just call me by your my fucking name? No. I mean, I like the nickname OT. I just... I realize what it stands for is a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Back to this. <laughs> Not... Um, yeah, no, the, the rules lawyering happened kind of gets into this idea when it comes to magic systems in anything that I've mm-hmm. talked about. Not on podcast, I don't think, but in here... I feel like the ideal magic system, you have enough rules that you have to get creative with how you use it, and it can't just bullshit your way out of a problem. <laughs> cough, JK Rowling, cough. Um, but you also need it to be mysterious enough that it doesn't just become overly mundane. Yeah, so this one. Yeah, I was going to say, this one gets <laughs> a bit into the mundanity, and yeah, Shenron has become pretty mundane now. Uh, this does not have the air of mysticism to it that it had in even the peel-off arc, where this is like a whole new thing. And we're already kind of getting to the point where the summons of Shenron don't have as much stank on them anymore, <laughs> for lack of another way to put it. Like, this is now the, like, ball of light, or balls come together, light hits it, Shenron comes out. Which works, it looks good, but there is some real stank that were put on those first couple Shenron summons. Well, you know, we hadn't been summoned in a thousand years by that point. Might as well roll out the welcome wagon. Then by, like, the fourth time, and it's fucking Bulma again. It's always Bulma. It's always the Z Fighters. God. I imagine when, uh, in Resurrection F arc, when fucking Frieza's dudes summon him, he was just relieved to see new faces. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you guys want? Bring back Frieza. Oh, this seems like a bad idea, but it's your funeral. Mm-hmm. 
But at the very least, if we're getting into the mundanity of, like, Shenron now and Paranga and the Dragon Balls conceptually, we're at least getting a little bit more, like, strategic with the use of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which in this case, it was, you know, let's bring back the Namekians. Namekians are back. Guru's alive for the next five to ten minutes. <laughs> which I guess sure. means the Dragon Balls just turn back on. Yeah. Because they, they just go on, on standby, I guess. Yeah. Which I guess kind of follows what happened when Kami died and they had, or when, yeah, when Kami and the, not Kami, I guess, but when the dragon was killed by Piccolo and they had to bring it back. But I guess its wish had been used at that point. Which, that's a concept they never really do again, or at least so far. Like, no yeah. one has just killed Shenron or Paranga or somebody. I don't think anyone could kill Zalama. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem to really do much, right? Because, like, once you kill Shinron, you're like, well, we just got the energy back, and we just made Shinron again, right? True. It's just, like, an energy being. Yeah, it's like, as long as you... If you killed Shenron, but you didn't kill... Well, I guess at this point, uh, Dende, but at that point, Kami. Kami can just bring him back. Like, Kami didn't just immediately bring Shenron back in the Piccolo art, because he had a reason to not bring him back around. Like, a personal reason. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If he didn't have that, he could have just done it immediately. Yeah, right? Like, And then Super Shenron, I just I just don't know if anyone could actually kill it besides Zeno and whatever. Yeah, no, Super Shenron, Zeno's probably the only person. They need a could... really big gun. <laughs> just an absolutely huge gun. <laughs> One big Gallic gun coming up. Mm. You know, Ultra God, e- If only. God. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, it's Zalama's power level, I mean, power levels in general after a certain point, but Zalama's power level is very vague, so I, I, I'm i just going to say Zeno could do it, because Zeno is Zeno. Because <laughs> he there is the is Omni-God, until, they, until Toriyama gets bored with him and creates another one. Yeah, I am constantly curious if we're going to have someone stronger than Zeno at any point in yeah. Dragon Ball. Goku. Because I feel like, I just feel like we start approaching, like, one punch man at that point and i don't know if the writing would do that because <laughs> <laughs> one punch man is great but that's parody at that point like what where does goku have to go it's the same reason why goku always loses the goku versus superman like argument because that's just not who his character is like exactly yeah goku will lose that fight and that's the point <laughs> <laughs> goku would take that fight he just cannot win it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fights that can't be won, what do we think of Gohan's little adventure? I like it as a character beat. I don't think it's wholly necessary, but I like seeing the the difference between how Gohan approaches fighting Frieza to how Goku is approaching it as a Super Saiyan. Where Gohan is acutely aware that he does not have the power to finish off Frieza. Mm-hmm. So he is using what information he does have to his advantage just to be like, if I can just keep him going for like two or three more minutes, I yeah. can kill him as long as I keep him near the planet's surface. But I can fuck with him until he explodes. Yeah. I don't think it's wholly necessary. It still almost feels fillery. I'm going to be honest. I think this is filler. It prob- It's probably one of those like filler, but like we couldn't cut around it filler moments. Mm-hmm. Because they have the shot, I guess, when Gohan teleports away that he's in the air and not, like, in the ship with Bulma and uh, Piccolo. But, yeah, 
I do love that Frieza just bulks down when he sees Gohan. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's Gohan. Just like back down to just regular final form. Just at like, all at right, least for a while. Yeah. All right, I can kill this kid. Whatever. No reason to no reason to tucker myself out on this. Yeah. That is until he just gets tired of the fight and bulks back up again. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he like bulk back up because Goku shows back up? He bulks back up before that. I think just because he's like, all right, I'm sick of this. Let's finish him off. And then that's when Goku rises out of the ocean. Okay. And is like, yo, Gohan, I told you to fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> where, where should you be? Go. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Goku comes back out of there and we get, yet again, we get that, like, fucking Frieza gives the like oh ho ho I'm still warming up but this time we get from Goku like good <laughs> I was hoping this wasn't all you could do which I liked that moment as well as like leaning into bloodthirsty Goku moment bloodthirsty mm -hmm. Goku yeah uh, but yeah the rules lawyering <laughs> plan happens in this and we get like some nice interactions when all the Namekians are back with Goku and Dende and Frieza and Vegeta even gets a little moment <laughs> here, which is poor my Vegeta. favorite. I think yeah. it's so good when Vegeta's like, he's become a Super Saiyan, and you're, and it's like, I think he's gonna fire a beam at yeah. Frieza, and it's like, oh, he just, just pops out, <laughs> disappears, gets zooped out. It's so he's funny. already he's seen the legendary Super Saiyan. We're gonna find a. I I might hate Kakarot, but me and him are gonna finally take that bastard Frieza down. And why am I surrounded by Earth? That was something I thought was really interesting as a character beat here and like kind of continues where Vegeta was right when he died is Vegeta's just respect for Goku <laughs> when he sees that he is powered up to the Super Saiyan as opposed to like, oh, how could a fool like you do it? Or how could he's like, I see you like heard me. Yeah, yeah. And I see you've made it happen. And he's just happy to see a Saiyan has pulled this off. I'm sure once the dust settles, he'll be right back to, Bah! How could Kakarot, a lowly, low-class warrior, do it where I could not? But for now, he's still in the moment. Yeah, for now, he's just like, somebody's gotta kill Frieza. If it can't be me, I'm happy it's a Saiyan and a <laughs> Super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah. so many good little moments like that, I think, where like Frieza's like, runs up Haranga, I wish for immortality, and everyone's like, no, and then just Dende's, like, says what the wish is in Namekian, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I love, I love the realization, because Frieza's like, wait a minute, why is it, why is the sound, is that the dragon? And just takes off at a dead sprint. Yeah, <laughs> Goku has to be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> like, chase after him. Even though Goku should be aware, well, I guess Goku wasn't around. He wouldn't when they know. Did he was in the healing no pod. clue. They were both at a dead sprint trying to stop. Like, like Goku <laughs> trying to stop Frieza. Dende's trying to do the wish, and then like Frieza gets there to make his wish, but just doesn't say Nameki, and so it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, though I do love Goku taunting Frieza after being like, "Bet you wish you knew Namekian right now, yeah. huh?" <laughs> just like, I will kill you. I do like also like during this like Kami and King Kai are doing their tele tele telepathy thing, being like, "All right, Dende, now you need to wish everybody off of the planet except for, for except for Frieza." And Goku like butts into their telepathic conversation to be like, "I swear to God, if you wish me off this planet, I will kill myself and then come and kill you." Right. I do love that Goku very specifically butts into the call just to be like, "Hey." Don't wish me away. I was on mute, King Kai, you fucking idiot. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been recording this message. 
I do love, yes, the implication now, too, that Goku can just butt in on everyone else's telepathic conversations. Well, I mean, it, I, it, it seems to be telepathy's just a thing you can do when you become powerful enough. Yeah, and you can just cut in on other people's <laughs> telepathy. Read minds. I'd have no, we have no <laughs> idea what Goku's power is. We just truly have no clue. It's the, more so shocking because he's just doing this in the background while he's in this fight. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just purely like, he's like fighting, he's like, you better fucking stop, King Kai. <laughs> like, mid-punches with yeah, Frieza. While he's still, yeah, because we keep cutting back to him as he's talking to him, and he is still just fucking fighting Frieza. Mm -hmm. Like, actively fist-fighting Frieza as he's telling them to keep him here. And we finally <laughs> unlocked Ultra Instinct way back on Namek. <laughs> is this no, the moment? Um, <laughs> a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. The uh, the interesting the real interesting thing I find about all this is just like um I, I think this is just their good use of finally letting the other characters do stuff and it feels okay and good and doesn't feel bad and also they do not make Super Saiyan like a form that like fucks up Frieza. Frieza at a hundred percent it just seems actually stronger than the Super Saiyan, or at least on par. Mm -hmm. And like yeah, that part like, that's at, like interesting is like they're not like this free this form like bulks you up and it's game over. Like now they're on just equal footing. Yeah, which I like too because like the problem we had when it came to uh, like way in the past when we we're talking like mercenary Tao is that Goku would get his power up and then it was yeah, all and over. just boom one punch. King Piccolo, much. the Ultra Divine Water Goku still had a bit of a competition there. And by a bit, I mean a pretty decent one. But yeah, with Super Saiyan, it's just now this fight is possible. It's not that Goku wins, it's that Goku can do is it. Is in it now, yeah. Yeah, which is good, because it leads to some fantastic choreography when both of them get to fight all out. Uh, and neither of them is just blatantly overpowering the other. That's when a fight gets its most interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're getting to see them using like everything they have in their repertoire because now neither of them can just beat the other one down so they've got to start getting more creative than just running up and punching somebody i'm yeah, glad they never... they're both on the clock yeah i'm glad yeah. they they never go back to this frieza form though 100 max power frieza um it looks bad it it's just does thick frieza is how i labeled it <laughs> it's bulked up frieza a wide frieza wide frieza has introduced the frieza well, has come into frame yeah the biggest problem with it is that it kind of goes against the design philosophy that made Final Form Frieza interesting, that, mm -hmm. like, less is more philosophy. Um, well, they do also draw attention to it, because Goku's entire thing is like, yeah, this is going to be stronger, but also you're, like, running on fumes while doing it. And, the yeah. and like, while he's doing it, you it, much like when he first did the Kaioken, and you can see the muscles, like, growing and bulging out, it's very much just, like, Frieza's Kaioken that he's doing. Yeah, but I agree with Chase. Like, I don't like this design as much. You don't like it when his tail like... bulks up? <laughs> yeah, but his tail I don't think, I don't think it looks was... good, but I also don't think it's supposed to look good. Mm hmm I think there is an element, yeah, of the, like, he's supposed to look, like, fucked up to some mm -hmm. degree. <laughs> like, this is not Frieza fighting, like, elegantly. This is Frieza pushing his body as far as it can go mm -hmm. because he knows that's what he needs to do to stay in the fight. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that they sort of step away from this. It mm -hmm. will come back in Super, but specifically as a feint by Frieza at one point, <laughs> which makes it interesting. 
he like uses this to convince Frost to use it to convince Frost to wear himself out so he can ring him out in the tournament of power. That's hilarious. Which is like, yeah, it's it's hilarious, but I find it like, oh, this is a great like conniving Frieza moment. <laughs> uh, because he's like very much like, let me teach you some lessons and how to be Frieza, basically. With the last one being like, trust no one, and then he rings him out. <laughs> Classic uh, Frieza. Frieza. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I know, Chase, specifically, you've talked about you enjoy the face of Dragon Ball where people scream and just get larger. Yeah, I always enjoy it. Um, I think I just don't like Frieza specifically. I think the other form is like so much more like better for how Frieza is like established as a person, right? For like Goku and Vegeta, they should just scream and get bigger because that like is their mentality. Um, I mm. should just get bigger, which will then come back and sell where you shouldn't get too big. But then it goes mm-hmm. back to being maybe what if I got just like a little bigger, though, <laughs> which is the end of sell, which is what if yeah, I got not bigger too in the big, right what places. if I got a little bigger, though, because that's yeah, Super Saiyan 2 is what if you got just a little bit bigger, but not too big, um, which is yeah. always very funny that there is no actual consistency to like largeness means you will, will move slower. Because they get fucking massive. They get yoked by the end of that series and they move real quick. Which is always fun. I mean, yeah, we also get like fucking Broly and Super Broly gets like in his most yoked, most massive form is also <laughs> moving fast enough to fucking break a hole in space time while he's fighting Kojita. Like <laughs> So this rule is a little like all over the place. Usually they'll point it out when somebody bulks up but still gets faster. As, like, this is a big deal. Yeah. He's, but he's it does set an odd. Yeah. <laughs> it does set an odd precedent. Like, it's hard to figure out what is what at that He's like, remember, Vegeta, not Vegeta, sorry, Frieza and Goku just bulked the fuck up and have only increased in speed to such a massive gargantuan speed. Like, they don't lose shit bulking up. Um, There's yeah, expending more energy. Even- yeah, Kyle can't even work that way. Where like as they got as Goku got bulkier as he kept up the multiplier, he was getting faster too. Yeah, um, or at least implicitly he was. Yeah, yeah. Where the cell cell gets into like, worst. well, actually, if you bulk up in this form, you're actually sacrificing like what it seems to me is like speed for power. But there's never really been an establishment in like Dragon Ball about speed and power being a thing you should ever balance. It's just it's just kind of weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way I always kind of took it is as, as, like, the grade one and grade two Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan two come in, is almost thinking of it in, like, the sci-fi spaceship engine, like, power way. Yeah. Where it's, like, you can allocate, in Super Saiyan, you have X amount of power to work with, and you can allocate it in these ways. Where it's, like, baseline, it just sort of spreads it out. Grade one, two, and three are just more, like, taking it away from speed and putting more of it into just sheer physical power. Yeah. And then Super Saiyan 2 is like, what if you got a new engine? What if you got a new stronger engine? engine? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can put those numbers anywhere you want. Exactly. And then Super Saiyan 3, and then God, and so on and so forth. And Super Saiyan 3 is, what if you got hair extensions? Yeah. That's the way I've chosen to think of it. I, I can't really say that that's like canon or how it works, but I feel like that's the best analogy for it to, like, make sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so what we're seeing right now is Goku got a new engine, so to speak, by turning Super Saiyan, and right now it's just kind of dumping it everywhere. 
Like, he has no refinement of this form yet, which is what Cell will show is the continued refinement of Super Saiyan until it evolves into Super Saiyan 2. This is just the raw power increase. Yeah. And then Super Saiyan 3 is, um, like, Super Saiyan 2 second grade, but they never actually get back to trying to make that one any better. They just go, well, it kind of sucks ass, actually. We, we actually get, <laughs> yeah, because we do actually get full power Super Saiyan 2, technically. Yeah. Uh, Goku Which does it that? in oh. the anime. Essentially, it's just Super Saiyan 2, but Masters. Yeah, it's just Super, it's just when, when you get Super Saiyan 1 so good, it just, like, is, like, second nature. They get that to Super Saiyan 2. Oh, is that what he's been doing when he was dead between Cell and Boo? Kinda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is also how he discovers 3. The idea gotcha. being you master 2 and then you can do 3. Yep. And, the, or then and then no one in the anime ever masters 3 because it's just too dang powerful. <laughs> yeah, the idea is 3 is just too inefficient. Like, at that point, it's just too much strain on the body to maintain it. The only times Goku has been able to use 3 effectively was when he was also dead and did not have a physical body as a limitation. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing is uh, that Gotenks is going to be the one to unlock Super Saiyan 4. <laughs> That's the, the funny thing about Super Saiyan 4 is that it's kind of a misnomer. In the idea that it's not a natural evolution from 3 in the way that, like, 3 is an evolution from 2 and 2 is an evolution from 1. It's, like, an entirely separate thing. Ah. It's just, naming convention-wise, it made more sense to call it Super Saiyan 4 because you get what that means than to try to come up with, like, a new name. And, and then Super Saiyan it. Ape? Yeah. I think they were just like, it's a lot easier for us to just call it Super Saiyan 4 because power scaling-wise, that's where it falls. Mm -hmm. than to try and explain how it's, like, a whole different branch of Super Saiyan power-up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, at least that's always been my understanding with it. But the name, Super Saiyan 4 works. Uh, but yeah, Gotenks is the only person now who uses 3 at any reliable amount. Uh, it's kind of just become his form. Despite the fact that Goku did it first, Gotenks is now, like, synonymous with Super Saiyan 3. Or at least that's, I almost think of Gotenks first when I think of users of Super Saiyan 3 rather than Goku. Yeah. Except if you're talking about like Dragon Ball Heroes or some shit where everyone has used Super Saiyan 3 now. And I'm not. Yeah, no. The less said about it, it, it can be fun for spectacle, but the deeper you dig into it, the more disappointing Super Dragon Ball Heroes <laughs> will become. Just kind of like how any offshoot Dragon Ball thing kind of becomes at this point. Yeah, I'm especially it's like there's no real involvement from like the main creator, like from Toriyama or anything. It's just it it's fan fiction. The best way to think of it is it's just fan fiction. We're just opening the toy box and banging shit together. And the worst part is bad fan fiction. It's not even good fan fiction. We all like fan <laughs> fiction. Fan fiction kicks ass. Bad fan fiction is like kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, it has its moments, but for the most part, it's just shitty fan fiction. We'll see where things go, because that that anime is still going too. Yeah, <laughs> two Dragon Ball Heroes has been going for like a while now. Yeah, but to bring it all the way back to the topic of this episode <laughs> is like Super Saiyan One now, as we're getting the beginnings of that like branching power ups idea, which I really feel like it takes a long time for Dragon Ball to finally. Well, get you're a saying on. we're getting there. I don't think we're at the the branching part. We're at the consolidation. No, we're at this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because we're kind of like... The branching, the true branching will be 
Mystic Gohan, I think. That'll be the first branch, right? Like yeah, the where idea it's like, of like people are just yeah. following the Super Saiyan. Actually, you can just not be a Super Saiyan and be as strong as Goku. Which is like you the can whole exist Mystic outside Gohan. of the Super Saiyan hierarchy and yeah, be your own true. male. That, that that's a Mystic like Gohan a, branch, right? Yeah. Which like I feel like we then I, pivot out of to go back to whatever the fuck Gohan becomes when he gets angry enough, which sucks yeah. Gohan in its own way. I'm so okay with bees, like I like it. I just wish it tapped more into like for some reason the mysticalness of that one was like interesting. It was like him tapping into like Goku never ever gets into like the mystical mumbo jumbo of Dragon Ball. And it feels like Gohan, they could have, like, tapped into, like, thoughts I've been having throughout the year, um, have been like, why doesn't Gohan, like, spend time trying to figure out, like, the gods and stuff of the universe? And, like, that's, like, his job or whatever. It's like, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we'll recognize some form of gods in the world now because of all the crazy shit. Why not? Who cares? Just just eventually pull that bandaid yeah, off yeah. and drag them all and just stop saying everything's by Mr. Satan or whatever. Just pull the bandaid off, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> And then, like, Gohan is, like, studies that and gets, like, way more in tune with that mystical shit. And that's why he becomes, like, so powerful. It's like, he's the one person who can, like, tap into that god key gets, energy in a unique way. the better way. god key. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we're kind of getting that through Goku and Vegeta in branching ways. Yeah, right? Um, they're, they're each kind of learning more about a different aspect of the divine and utilizing that power themselves. It's just going to become a question of, like, where that's going to go true we'll see which yeah we'll see um but this fight this is all about just fucking raw energy anger this is just and big boys slapping me <laughs> big men slapping yeah. me this is some big boys slapping each other around fighting which we have you know big beefy frieza big beefy goku just who loses his shirt each in the other third yeah, we do have Goku losing his shirt in the third episode here, which I've, means that shit is about to get serious. Me and my notes, full caps, the shirt is off, I repeat, the shirt is off. Yeah, that's how you know Goku's entered a new level of power, <laughs> is when you can see We've reached the end game now. <laughs> yeah, this will become like a huge shorthand, especially in the movies. I want to apologize I get for the misquoting start Biggie, watching. for saying it's big, yeah. big meaty men slapping meat. That's the actual quote. There we go. From the wrestler Big E describing wrestling when it was good. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, we're getting around to that era of Dragon Ball Z, especially like when we get into the movies, that's going to become such a visual shorthand as Goku ripping his shirt off to mean shit's getting serious. It happens a lot in the show. But I feel like the movies hit it so much harder. But the movies, especially the DBZ movies, start to have kind of a, a formula to them. That There's a I certain think especially rhythm to it. Watch a bunch yeah. of them back, back to back like we're currently planning. It's really going to start to shine through what is the formula for a Dragon Ball Z movie. We're going to have to figure out how we want to split that up. We want to do like one at a time or two at a time. I feel like two at Three a time at is a probably time. best. All no, of them in one super All of them episode. in one super sitting I don't want to do. I might do a retrospect. Like I put a shotgun in the way in my that mouth we did the retrospective. And I, have a, of, I have it tied to if I start nodding off, it goes off. And I'm like, I have to watch this <laughs> fucking episode. I have to watch Tree of Might. No, stop it. Make it go Stra- faster. Strapped into the clockwork orange yeah. chair, watching the Chris, <laughs> watching the Tree of Might. Yeah. Just like yeah, you sitting there in the clockwork orange chair, your fiance just like dot like keeping your eyes moistened, <laughs> like make it stop as the camera cuts around. And she and slowly cooler. watches TikToks that I want to watch. My eyes are like, <laughs> I just it sounds funnier over there. He, they're just it's just go on with a dragon 
thing. Fuck me, get me out of it. Oh God, I didn't even think about Icarus, the like movie original <laughs> character who sticks through like three movies for some Help reason. Me. Yeah. Why is the, Why did all the people who made the DBZ movies go so hard on Icarus? <laughs> Everyone's uh, because he's a cute, marketable dragon. He's a cute, marketable dragon, and they're also like, I don't think they have any idea what Toriyama wants from Dragon Ball, and so like, I don't think anyone figures it out besides the return of cooler people, which is just we want to see Goku fight someone and go Super Saiyan. It's hard. <laughs> it, it seems so weird to say like. When you watch Dragon Ball, when you watch Dragon Ball Z, what Toriyama's idea of this is seems to just, like, sink in, even, like, on a subconscious level. When anyone else tries to do it, they all miss the point. <laughs> That's right. We get to see Goku bring a bird back to life. Oh, yeah. He, like, powers up, which is a, a weird thing. The Super Saiyan form does not do anything like that in this fight. What are you it's talking about? So I just saw it. cool. <laughs> You mean Goku could have just wandered over to Dende and given him, like, a defibrillator thing? <laughs> Healing is an ability in Dragon Ball that gets views very infrequently. Not never. We will get, like, well, the manga especially <laughs> leans into the idea of, like, Supreme Kai's attendants can heal. Like, that's just an inherent part of it. Goku, well, the we don't queen's need dead. <laughs> Come here, turn Super Saiyan. <laughs> the Empire's falling apart. <laughs> King Charles <laughs> smiling in the background, <laughs> <laughs> knowing he could turn Super Saiyan and <laughs> but will not. Well, we don't need people to heal people in Dragon Ball. We got beans for that. <laughs> Hurry, this, the queen needs the beans. Hurry, <laughs> I do love, yeah, the Sensu beans as a plot mechanic, just like, it's just however many Toriyama decides to hash out right at the beginning of an arc. Because it usually seems nobody gets more halfway through an arc. I will give I will give people six beatdowns for this arc. Yeah, it's, it is literally him sitting here like, who? How many times can I like ass pull somebody back to life before before we just bring it down and people start fucking dying? You think he sets the bean counter before or after he writes the arc? That's a great question. <laughs> I feel like I would need more of a window into what Toriyama's like approach to writing process. Is. Yeah, because if the Cell Saga says anything, it's sometimes he is just really flying by the seat of his pants. <laughs> but if like the Saiyan slash Frieza stuff points to anything, it's that there is a degree of pre-planning that happens. Yeah, I think he's like he pre-plans. He writes outlines. Like I know that he turned those in for Super, and that's how Super worked. But how often he will just go off his outline is the question I really have. He's sitting yeah. there, and he like they're like, "What's the outline?" And it's like, uh, you know, like the whole universe's fight, super <laughs> super dragon ball, but like literally, you know what I mean? Yeah, Goku gets uh, white hair now, uh, <laughs> but first he gets just little silver eyes and then white hair. Yeah. Oh, he just sitting there and is like, you know how we I, I, we call it Super Dragon Ball? What if there were Super Dragon Balls uh, from Toriyama? Do you want anything from the store as well? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Super Saiyan, leaves. like, to, to talk about this design a little bit. Um, in interviews, Toriyama was even like, I kind of didn't quite have the Super Saiyan form down until, like, we got to those chapters. Mm -hmm. Which is why you get, like, a weird version of it in Lord Slug. Yeah. Like, that movie. Because they were making that movie before this happened. Like, before he turned Super Saiyan in the anime. 
and they had an official color palette. Um, but they sort of based their design, and Toriyama at the time was thinking of it as like an evolution of Kaioken almost. Mm-hmm. Which is why you get like the version of it in Lord Slug, where it's like Goku's hair is standing up now, but it doesn't change color. His aura sort of changes color, but it still has like a red flamey hint to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his eyes just like white out instead of changing color. And it's pretty cool. It is pretty neat. Pseudo Super Saiyan is a cool form. Quasi-Saiyan. Semi-Saiyan. I I do enjoy these less is more transformations that happen in Dragon Ball 2. Like, I do like uh, fucking Ultra Instinct Omen, even though at that point it's just kind of Goku's hair is half up and his eyes are silver. There's something interesting. How many Ultra Instinct variations are there? There's just three... Two. I feel like you spit out a new one every time we talk about it. Isn't it Ultra Instinct Omen and is another name for Ultra Instinct Sign, okay. which is like the halfway version and of it. And there's Mastered Ultra Instinct. Yeah. But now there's like but then then there's Goku's some... Ultra Instinct, right? It's it that one is Go- which is better Goku than the Mastered Instinct. version. Yeah, it's better than Mastered it's because called, it's his version. Yeah, it's right now they're calling it True Ultra Instinct is I've seen it referred to in That's some a load ways. of shit. Uh, Goku's but Goku in the manga refers to it as just sign. Like, he straight up is like, this version of Ultra Instinct I can use my emotions in. And therefore, by leaning into how I fight, I can use it more efficiently than the mastered version. Me when I'm making things up to, to, my, yeah. to my professor. <laughs> so, like, yeah, people are calling it something new. But to me, it's just, it's sign. It's just Goku realizing that, like, the the part of him that he was leaving behind when using mastered was what was holding him back was actually important yeah because like you know being present emotionally in the fight is a big part of how goku learned to fight yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like the idea that letting go of his emotions would make him better is kind of counter and counterintuitive to how he's always done this yeah um so yeah mine's like you there's an argument to say that there's three ultra instinct versions at this point I would argue there's only two. It's just Goku's now learned how to use one of them in a better way. Uh, and in a more a way more conducive to himself. He still has mastered. I mean, like, the last move he makes in that fight with Gas, he uses the mastered form again. You can, you can switch it up when he uh, needs to. Yeah. So it's, it's debatable what's going to happen there. And we'll see. But I, I would still put it at two Ultra Instinct forms, and even then I would argue one of them is just kind of a halfway transformation. Well, you can't say and one of them's a halfway after now they've said it, that Sign is now his full transformation state and mm-hmm. Mastered is his other transformation state that is not the one we think of. I guess so. They really, um, they really made that one confusing, but in an interesting way. There is some muddling there. I get the idea. I what if we just like, call it Super Saiyan it? Silver and be done with it? god well i like calling it something that isn't super saiyan because it continues the implication that someone else could pick it up Mm -hmm. i would love to see fucking krillin or tn get ultra instinct yeah but like krillin was the true ultra instinct (laughs) he like understand head empty just filled with wife (laughs) (laughs) wife and cop yeah wife cop energy has (laughs) he's going full italian Oh, God, he's the worst of both worlds. He's a wife guy and a cop. <laughs> Android 17 sits down 
you need to get into an, like a, a free mind Android 17 has nothing going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Android 17 can pull it off. He's just like, I like, he, he's just Android 16 now. <laughs> I like birds. <laughs> I don't want anyone to hurt the birds. Damn. Relate. <laughs> Big vibes. Agree with bird. <laughs> I'm also a fan of bird. I'm a fan of bird. <laughs> just let go, Krillin. <laughs> let it go. God, Stop being God. a little bitch. <laughs> well that's all i got uh, to add to that conversation i suppose we should come back to this fight <laughs> uh yeah goku's like i'm gonna fuck you up now that you're 100 percent, and then frieza proceeds to fuck him up now that he's at a 100 <laughs> percent. no but there's some like really fun choreography in these episodes even more so than we've been getting as we're watching both of them really like just hit their stride yeah uh and then i'm i'm hoping we'll get to see a lot more of that come the next three episodes like the end of this because it's really what goku is at least setting us up for because he's like now no one's here so i can just go all fucking out i can become or, so fucking strong now now that he's not holding back he just grinds he just beats freeze into a pulp which is the fear that I have because I remember how this went with Mercenary Tao. I don't think it is because I think like I think the the uh, the stomp was episode forty nine, right? Where Frieza has not gone one hundred percent yet. And this is actually my favorite animation was when Goku goes all out on Frieza, being like, "Okay, you better go one hundred percent, or I'm just gonna kill you now." And then starts just killing Frieza pretty much, like does all these yeah. cool tricks, and then Frieza pushes him back at seventy percent, and then. It's like, okay, I'm going to go all out now. Like, don't say I didn't warn you, har har. Um, <laughs> and then powers up for the next five minutes. And you're like, everyone's like, fucking kill him. Goku. Goku's like, no, I will not. What's what's the line? Uh, King Kai has a line here that I loved. Uh, don't fritter away another moment, my boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all know I King Kai is a... <laughs> like, why the fuck is he go saying my boy? My boy. Um... And then, and then that happens. And then Frieza like legitimately wallops Goku at this moment. Like and that after oh, yeah. Frieza powers up 100. percent There's a moment in this episode where like they kind of fake. They don't fake it out really because you don't think Goku's dead. But they're like, yeah, Goku's mm-hmm. done. Like he is now officially knocked out. But it's like go. They like Frieza charges into uh, Goku's Kamehameha that he is locked and cocked like a, a pistol for like three minutes, where it's like a threat that it's even out there just hanging out. Which is mm-hmm. super funny to me when he's just like holding the Kamehameha, yeah, yeah. looking at Frieza, and Frieza's just like starting to charge up, and Goku's just holding the, not saying Kamehameha. We have now entered the phase where you can throw out a Kamehameha or you can speak it, which in my mind, if you speak it, you're actually like giving it more power, is usually how it works in Dragon Ball most mm-hmm. of the time. But this one, he just like cocks it and shoots it, and Frieza's like running into it with like his shoulder. And then Goku, like, goes full blast, and then Freeze just pops out of it, like, ducks out of it like a stream, and then just hits Goku into the earth, and that causes, like, Goku to be out of commission for a while. Um, so yeah, because that's when oh, yeah. Gohan comes That's in, when Gohan comes in and does, like, a little baby blast to Freeze, like, hits him a good amount of times, and Freeze's like, alright, that was, like, funny. I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> I will say, it. I like that as a plot beat, like, having Freeza beat down on him when he first hits 100%, mainly because... We're really emphasizing the idea that Goku is gambling. Yeah. And he's not doing it. Like, he's not in his right mind, and he is really taking risk that he shouldn't. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, extreme. It's to. extremely like I want him to be beaten down his best because then I've like destroyed him morally. Um, uh, I want his spirit broken along like a, with his body. Well, it's also like I want the best fight I can get, and it's like that's a gamble with everyone's lives just for this. Yep. <laughs> um, and we see Goku. It looks like the gamble might not pay off. Like we need to see that Frieza can now put a dent in Super Saiyan Goku to emphasize like even as their fight gets a little more even, like, that's still on the back burner. Like, oh, this might know... have been a bad idea. Yeah, we know Goku might have fucked up here. And we need that, because we need Goku to be fallible in some way. And it's good, because, like, even at the end of all of it, it's like, go. it gives Gohan that little moment to, like, be a stopgap, and it works for Gohan. Gohan gets to be the stopgap, do a little damage to Frieza, and then Freeze like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And that's when Go- Goku appears and is like, get get the fuck out of here, Gohan. <laughs> Did you not hear me the first Daddy's time? Daddy's got to get to work. <laughs> Daddy's got to go to work. I'm going to go beat the shit out of this alien now. <laughs> you get with the other aliens and get out of here. <laughs> I am going to wreck this weird bulgy man. <laughs> Just big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it all. I think this is all the like, good. It's again like I think this is way better than the stopgap episodes we had before. This one like felt, I sixty minutes felt really smooth and natural. I watched this all in one sitting, and I I was like, this is, feels nice. Yeah, yeah. I had like no. I usually have a problem with it because goddamn, dude. I'm like, we're like last one. Like, I'm so tired. This one, I was like, no, this all feels natural. Like it all flows well. This feels like Toriyama has like kind of like gotten to where he wants to be with the episodes now. Like he feels like he's like. I feel like he said, I was like, this is how we're wrapping it up. And, like, has actually hit that point, and we're getting there now. Mm-hmm. Like, it does not feel like we're, like, he's like, I have no idea how the fuck we're getting to the end of this story, fellas, <laughs> but we're going to make it. It's not like, oh, no, this is the end. Um, It's like when I watched mm. the cyberpunk footage when people were doing the demos for it, and the demo footage leaked before the game came out. And I was like, I wonder how this game's ever going to come out. It looks like it's way too big. And then I watched that footage and said, oh, I know how this game's going to come out. Um... If you ever want to know the funny, if you want to hear funny how all the game journalists turned on that game before it came out, look at that E3 footage. is so funny. <laughs> um, God, dude. for the breakers. Uh, for what? Do you, what do you mean? No, he's talking E3 cyberpunk. For what? Uh, cyberpunk. So oh, for, for cyberpunk, cyberpunk, right? There's a bunch. There's a there's a great interview or a great like giant bomb podcast episode about it, where um back when the old crew was still a part of it and like brad shoemaker was like he like literally says this and i i've now i like that line a lot because i remember my whole like, footage was like oh yeah that's how um they were like under, he was like i wonder how this game's gonna come out it seems like it's, it's promising a whole lot of things you know like i don't know how that game comes together and then he said after watching it i said oh that's how it's gonna come together and, like, that was his answer to, like, he's like, oh, yep, okay, yeah, that's how that game's going to be finished. Okay. He's like, yeah, it'll be finished. Like, it'll be finished. Yeah, right. It was, like, it was like, he, like, these, like, all that expectations you have, just, just drop them down. He's like, it's, the game will be, it'll be a game that comes out. Don't <laughs> worry. It's so funny. Like, the, the turn on that game, watching the journalist talking about it was, like, very interesting. And seeing all the fans still being really hyped for it, I was like, that game's going to fucking crater when it hits. And uh, I should have made a bet or something. <laughs> Yeah, put money yeah. on it. Yeah, I should have. That would have been good. But that game fucking cratered. They're still patching it. It's going to be great. I've heard it is now playable. Playable? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really played it since it got patched and everything. 
People fucking um, love that anime that came out about it. We're getting off topic, but that that, oh, that anime, anime fucking rocks. rocks apparently. So I have I I'm I'm halfway through it right now. It's only ten episodes. I've watched the first five. Uh, it rocks, <laughs> like in a big way. Yeah, for like it's like phenomenal. Like it's like one of the best of the best right now. I think it oddly hits on the themes of cyberpunk as a genre better than the game does. More than likely, well, that wasn't hard. No. I say you don't help nobody helps the cops in fucking in this anime. So we have that right up top. It's great. It's actually um To be fair, phenomenal. I'll give this fairness in Cyberpunk world, helping the cops is like one of the most natural things that happens in every cyberpunk fiction. Also true. Just like that is Cyberpunk Fiction 101. Um is like Shadowrun, the games we all love, you are the cops extremely fluid alliances yeah <laughs> um but but also it's like less like like you can betray the cops as well like it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's yeah, its yeah. own yeah. yeah cyberpunk's always like cops are they never let you like don't not help the cops because that goes against the fiction of you being able to do an rpg ass thing of whatever you want but also mm-hmm. i understand people not wanting to help the cops in cyberpunk because usually they're yeah. totally corrupt and work for the corpos mm-hmm. which yeah i would just say like they hit that like corporate dystopia feeling in the anime better than the than really the games do sometimes or the game did at times to be fair i have not finished the game um so i don't know how it eventually shapes up but the show has been handling a lot of those themes and ideas phenomenally yeah it's and i want to finish i have not finished that either so we'll see if it wraps (laughs) up but so far everyone everyone i've talked to who has watched the whole thing has told me it lands it like nails the landing well, it's also good. probably going to be a one-season anime, is what everyone says. Ain't no one coming back from the Corpo fight alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's something they do, too. Like, they, they have a Franz Ferdinand song, uh, This Fire, as the opener. But something I find interesting is This Fire keeps mentioning the idea of, like, look, we'll burn the whole town or whatever, like, in its chorus. The edit they use for the cyberpunk opener specifically edits those lines out. It's almost as if to say, like, we can't, like, burn this town down. Like, it's too big. There's no way, like, a group of five, ten people could do it. It's also an anime set a year before the game. And yeah. that city's still around. <laughs> but it or feels like is it? <gasps> it does feel like it legitimately leverages that to create, like, dread throughout it. Like, you're just like, as you hear them talk about what they want to do, you just know none of it is going to work out the way they want it to. They use it like, leverage dread as in they're sitting there and, you're, and they're like, Cyberpunk 2077 will be coming out. And you're like, no! <laughs> no, but it's just like this. no. You know, my PlayStation Four, you're gonna brick it. Oh my god, it's, it's in that like yeah, go ahead. it's a bleak show, yeah. and it's in that way that you're like these people have dreams, and these dreams might not be possible in this world they're in. And even though like that's you know something they leverage in a lot of media, it just feels soul crushing in cyberpunk in a good way. Like that's the goal, but you just hear these things, and then you're like, oh, but none of these people may ever get there. They just don't have the means. They were born on the wrong side of this, like, corporate, like, this corporate fucking autocracy, and they just can't rise up as much, because the system is built for them to not be able to. Damn. Makes you think. That's why I'm going to join the corpos. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, to get back to Dragon Ball, (laughs) the big meaty punch boy anime. Big meaty men slapping meat, baby. Yeah, no, like, like I said, while these are still kind of light on plot beats, uh, I like these episodes moved a lot better 
it, you could still probably stand to crunch this down into two, but it works. Mm-hmm. I don't have as many complaints this week as I did last week. That's good. Yeah, I don't know how y'all felt on the whole. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it yeah. more. I think we're all still ready. I think in some ways, like I've come to the conclusion that it's sort of like, well, you know, we're not going to get that kind of fight. I think we wanted. Like, where it's a multi-episode fight of, like, unique, varied fighting with, like, very little dialogue. It's something that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it is cool to, what's it called, play the game and enjoy it. Or not play the game, sorry. Watch the TV show and enjoy, like, what they're <laughs> doing now. Because like, now it just feels less stalled. Yeah. But, like, it is not going to be, like... I didn't think it's, like, just disappointing. But I was like, oh, oh this isn't going to be, like, a... Just, we're going to fight it out for a while. And, like, yeah. let that be its own story. There has to be a story here that is not just the fighting, which I find in itself, like, something I Annoying. hope we will see changing, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's maybe, like, my biggest gripe with Dragon Ball in general. Yeah, because I've, I've been enjoying the fights when they happen, but, like, I feel like every scene, just when it gets good, it cuts away to, the, gets away to somebody else doing something else. And I know for a fact we're going to yeah. get that. Like, I just know. Yeah. Like, that's not going to change. I feel like we have to, yeah, there's some degree that it's like we're going to have to accept that that's going to happen, too. And it kind of mm-hmm. stinks because, like, it almost, I think, has, like, it's almost like a, it feels like a, a lack of, like, confidence in their own ability to tell a story with just fighting, you know, just with your fists. Well, like, um, they did it with Vegeta. True, they did. They did do it with Vegeta. There wasn't, like, cu- there wasn't cutting away to the peanut gallery in the Goku-Vegeta fight. Or at least if there was, there wasn't near as much as here. Yeah. Where, like, I think of, like, Jujutsu Kaisen, like, you know, it'll be just episodes of them fighting. And they'll, like, have discussions while they're fighting, but it is not, like, what's the peanut gallery up to? It'll be, like, 15 minutes of them being like, we have to fucking deal with this problem! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. JJK will let a story be told through its fights, and that's a huge, like benefit of that show god i do want to watch jujutsu kaisen for our next interlude show well it's a long way off baby oh i know it's just like i i love it as a like we're watching the show that set all the shonen like anime tropes really and then jjk is the one that like took those tropes and found creative ways to like present them in new ways or subvert them in equal measure, and that's, like, its greatest strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think, like, the one thing is, I just think, I don't know if Toriyama's, like, interested in that, like, action sh- thing. Where he's like, I want to have just a bunch of, like, action shit happening um, for a very long time. And I, and I think in some ways, like, I, I think he's he's forwarded a world that is ready for that, and he himself is, like, not the person who wants it. <laughs> and it's yeah. very interesting that he makes a show specifically almost designed, it feels like, to be more like that and then himself doesn't want to do it yeah oh yeah which is i will say the manga chapters recently have because we have like several chapters for granola which is just them fighting with no cutaway to anything else so i'm curious if they're gonna add a b plot if they animate this or whatever but i'm wondering how much of that is like toyotaro's influence coming in as like fresh blood to this franchise yeah like Toyotaro is, you know, was a Dragon Ball fan who is now making Dragon Ball. So <laughs> Who's now Johnny Dragon might, Ball? Yeah, he might be more aligned with this. Like, no, let's just let him fucking fight and tell the story through that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we shall see as the the franchise continues. 
But I kind of agree. It's, I think Toriyama has more fun writing, like, the comedy and just character interactions than he does writing the fights. And there's a lot of, like, great, I think, interactions, right? Like, it is very funny when Goku, like, goes like, hey, Skies, don't fucking teleport me back and just jumps into that thing, you know? Like, that's funny. Like, I think that totally mm-hmm. works and is, like, actually genuinely, like, very clever. But then there are moments where you're like, just let the let your action speak for itself. And I think most of the time, usually, it was like, you know, like when we fought Piccolo, it felt like it was mostly just fighting Piccolo. Like, I don't think we had that yeah. complaint where we're like, God, son of a bitch, I wish it was just fighting Piccolo. It was mostly just like, yeah, Piccolo sounds good. <laughs> I think I think he's I think maybe this is why he will stop having the peanut gallery be important in the stories. I feel like maybe he even he feels like it ruins his own pacing. That like well that's why they'll just be on the sidelines doing nothing. Oh no! So mm-hmm. like, I, I, maybe, I, I'm yeah. interested to see how Cell plays itself out. And I know we're jumping a little bit ahead, but just seeing Cell you know be Cell and like how does that story feel? Does it still feel too peanut gallery? Does it still feel too cutting back to the? It's like there's always gonna be some cutting back to people going, oh my fucking god, that's incredible! They're doing that. Or mm-hmm. if he did this, he would be so powerful. And hit cutting to him going and being like, I'm going to doing do it. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am going to infuse my fist with negative energy. And you're like, oh yeah, cool. I guess he's gonna infuse his fist with negative energy now. <laughs> um, like that's that I'm just wondering like if, it's, if that balance just hasn't been found yet in their eyes you know yeah maybe and like this is him being like oh maybe I actually just had too much Bulma here maybe there was just like I should have taken Krillin and Gohan out early or I should have like put it on earth and just had them you know getting fucked up by little guys um, instead because like this just isn't interesting to watch <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's curious to see how this is gonna play out yeah yeah um as the franchise continues especially like it's like i know i've seen this before but it was so long ago that i feel like i'm coming into it with very fresh eyes as well as you know i've i've grown and changed as an audience member yeah we're coming in with this with a pretty different like expectation now you know like when we're kids it's like this is the first time oh, i've never seen this kind of thing before wowzers mm-hmm. yeah um yeah now we've not only seen this kind of thing but we've seen all the things that this thing has inspired since yeah right mm-hmm. i mean this is a, a big piece of media history to talk about like just dragon ball as a whole as well as like the influence it's now come back around and had on western animation yeah I mean, especially, like, yeah, I was talking with somebody else recently, uh, some folks who actually work in animation here in Los Angeles, like, as animators, and they're talking about, yeah, like, the examples that come up now when we talk about, like, influences and what people want us to draw and everything, like, anime bleeds in a lot. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, we're growing up now watching the people who grew up watching Toonami creating the shows of today. Yeah. Like, we, we talked about, like, Steven Universe kind of probably having a bit of that bent to it with, like, transformations, fusions, oh, a, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the dan- the way they fuse is called fusion dances in Steven <laughs> Universe, and Rebecca Sugar has said, yeah, this is a Dragon Ball reference. <laughs> like, I love Dragon Ball, or at least, like, I watch Dragon yeah. Ball. Uh-huh. And I wonder if, like, our problems are somewhat just, like, damn, dude, the world has moved on. There's, like, this 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 pacing is far too slow. Very well uh, could yeah, be. And I think we see it done better now in or like more to modern sensibilities. Like maybe this pacing worked then mm-hmm. and worked for audiences then, but now we're seeing like, okay, let's 
and I think some part of it might have been it was so new then that we needed the slower pacing to adjust and like get used to this as our reality. Now, like the ideas of Super Saiyan esque transformations and like shonen battle fight structure have become so well known that we don't need it so slow because it's like I don't know. It, it, you talk about um archetypes in fiction, like you can get a character quicker because you can re- reference back in your head to an archetype and be like, "That's who this is." So we don't have to spend like twenty chapters explaining how yeah, someone yeah. is a lancer. Um, I think we're kind of getting that too now with like shonen structures and fight scenes and like that idea because we're all just so used to this that we don't need it to be explained to us so slowly so like slow rolled out to us we Mm -hmm. can just get there which is why now the the hit shonen shows and like western shows of today are the ones that just lean into the idea that you're familiar with these tropes, you're familiar with these ideas, so let's just get to it. Yeah, and I, and I think the thing that, like, they all kind of, like, I think come to the conclusion to, to some degree, is, like, that, like when Goku is now saying it, it becomes the Goku show, right? Like, in some respects, and, like, in every show, there is a sort of, like, level of, like, oh, I am the main character, so I get all the main fights, but everyone, like, has a fight. Dragon Ball really restricts that from happening, though maybe I'm thinking maybe it won't be that way, but we'll see. Like, once we get to Boo, I think it really does slow the fuck down to just, like, the main group really only appearing. Uh-huh. But the thing that I'm, like, finding interesting is just, like, like, like I think Zach is getting, Zach and me are getting really annoyed by most likely you, Thomas. I just, I just don't mean Zach have talked about it. It's just, like, the cutting away. Like, we're just like, no, we're yeah. okay to, like, watch this fight longer. It's okay to, like, keep having them punching the fuck out of each other. Um, I don't need to cut away to like Bulma or Gohan. You could just yeah. cut to them with Gohan having Bulma. Like, I found her. And I'd be okay it'll with be that. Like, it'll be like two minutes of fighting animation, then three minutes of the peanut gallery. And then yeah. it flip flops. And by the end of it, I'm like, well, the bits that like were fighting were cool, but my main impression is like Gohan collecting Bulma, going back to the ship. Gohan being like, hey, we should go get our dad. Bulma being like, mm, maybe we shouldn't. Also, you want to leave Piccolo behind? I think he's still evil. And I think the thing that, like, bothers me is, like, there's a lot of shows I watch that kind of do the, the same thing, where, like, their big fights are, like, really not exciting, actually. Like, when Dragon mm. Ball is going and going well, there are moments, like, where I think episode 50, Thomas, like, really liked it. I, I was less into episode 50 than him. But um, episode 49, like, when Goku is, like, doing his attack on Frieza and, like, does his, like, spin kick to kick Frieza into the earth and Frieza flies up and shoots him back and, like, that's when it stops, I was like, oh, I was really into Mm -hmm. this. Like, I was ready to, like, keep it going, you know? I'm hoping we get more of the let's keep it going. Um, Well, I almost think it's a... It's like a writing thought where, like, fighting is not moving the plot forward in some way. Like, it's like a reluctance to use fighting... As, then like, don't make fighting work. your plot, damn it. It's, I don't know, it's like odd. Like, I think he almost thinks a fight is pure spectacle and these peanut gallery things are more, like, character built. Yeah, and like, and a part of me is like, that's fine to think that, but, like, you, you, we're ready for the spectacle. You've been edging us for, like... <laughs> this is the end. The planet's on fire. There's yeah. nowhere else to go. Yeah. We're, we're ready. That's like, that's, like, the thing that I'm well, thinking think, about, like, right? It's like, I'm ready do... to have the spectacle. Oh, no, and, like, you can do character in these moments. Like, I think you see, like, I hate to keep bringing up Jujutsu Kaisen, but you see a lot of, like, character development happen through, like, physical conflict and how characters find ways to win. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a character beat. 
whether you want to think of it that way or not, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I am curious. Yeah, like I said, it, it makes me more curious now finishing out Frieza to go into Cell, which is the arc that I remember being my favorite. Yeah, I'm I'm excited like, to see like how they transferred over. I think they spent a lot of time like having fun fights in that one. Um, I'm excited just to see like yeah how any of that works out in itself, like how it feels. Yeah. Or if they just or if Tournament fully switches over to being like we're not going to have fights, we're going to have spectacle. Um, I'm wondering. I'm also fine with that if they want to give up on the fighting show and become a spectacle show. Because I honestly don't also remember cool. if there are great fights in the Cell Saga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know there's one good fight in the Cell Saga, and it's not the main fight. It's not the Gohan fight. It's the <laughs> Goku Cell fight. Is like widely lauded as like one of the most interesting fights they had. Um, and oh, we'll yeah. see. Because that was also fucking plagued by animation issues. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to like watch that. It's just yeah, I'm, I'm like now thinking. I'm like, man, dude, it would be great to see like some cool fights in Dragon Ball. I'm like. That might be the actual thing that's missing from Dragon Ball a lot of the time. <laughs> um, it's like letting it just like rip, and like every time they yeah. you feel like they will let it rip, they just don't let it rip. They cut away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we're all here to just see them let it go. Let it go, Toriyama. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> like we we can trust the action to speak for itself. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's it's a thing where it's like. And like even then, like it's like it's not great storytelling. I think a lot of us are just like we don't care. We just want to see a cool fight scene. Like you've told the story. Yeah, no, at already. the end of the day, <laughs> Dragon Ball's never been Shakespeare. Yeah. Like we're not we're not expecting crazy storytelling. We're expecting like very effi- like when it's at its best, the storytelling is very efficient, very good at balancing expectations and surprising you in some ways, meeting them in others, but setting a baseline of quality and meeting it which i think we really felt during the saiyan saga like it was really hitting yeah Mm -hmm. um so we just want more of that and the i think frieza has higher highs i think it has lower lows and a lot of them have been happening in these episodes because that's when the i think we're also being like a little too kind we've seen him make great fight scenes we've seen the vegeta fight we've seen like them get it all piccolo fight like we're being like way too. I think sometimes we're just being way too. It's like I think this is a part where like Toriyama is like is like still trying to figure out how the fuck do I make the show bigger. Um, yeah, and, like, these are the growing. These are, it, fe- it feels degree. like Frieza like it's almost incredible. You get this first half that's like phenomenal, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything is firing on triple cylinders. There's humor. There's fighting. It's all great. It's all working. It feels like it's moving. And then in the Frieza shows up. Yeah, and then it's like we have to stop the fucking show. It's the Frieza time, and it's like twenty episodes of Frieza. <laughs> We're still on Frieza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we all knew that this slowdown, or at least I knew this slowdown was coming. But feeling it has been a totally different beast. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and not like a good beast. Like I almost feel like, not to be mean to the people who like Dragon Ball. Bro, you lied about why you like Dragon Ball. This can't be it because this is like not the actual speed it should be moving at. Like this yeah. is not good Dragon Ball. Actually, this is like oh, it's fine. It's pretty good. I'm having a great. It's but this is not peak Dragon Ball. My no. guess is that, well, my guess is when you think back, you only remember the little bits of the snippets of fighting, and then your brain edits out the connective tissue of Peanut Gallery. I think that's a big part of it. Like, I think it's, like, the way that you remember this is you remember Goku going Super Saiyan. You remember, like, cool choreography after that. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. 
because like it's it's kind of crazy that we're we're here right now. They've gone Super Saiyan, and it still feels like we haven't had a Super Saiyan fight scene yet. Like that's crazy mm. to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. That like it hasn't ever felt like Goku and Frieza have gone at it at a real way. And you're like, oh, maybe that just isn't what the show's ever gonna do. But I am excited to see if maybe that they will. Like that, our next. I think our next episode is going to be that. Frieza gets God, cut I in half so. episode probably. Um, but like, I think they'll fight you. But I'm, what's gonna annoy the shit on me is they're gonna cut back to Earth and oh, you you know half fully over half that episode is gonna be Earth. Yeah, and I'm like, I just don't. I don't think we need it, dude. I just want to. I want to enjoy Goku going bloodthirsty. And I think they've also been pulling back on that a little bit. Like, he's there. They keep saying it. They keep saying it. But, like, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, when he's letting Frieza power up to the full power thing, uh, King Kai basically throws his hands up and goes, oh, Goku's not Goku anymore. I'm like, no, no, this is pure Goku right well, here. Well, then, because then they retract on it and goes, like, Goku's waiting for everyone to get out and do the, or blah, blah, blah. Or, like, he, you're stalling for time, aren't you? He's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, I hope he's not because, like, that'd be lame. Then it kind of is like, they kind of say he was. And I can't really tell if he was or wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, stop. Like, stop leaving this ambiguity here. This should just be like a... What's happening is the B-plot should be a B-plot to Goku trying to kill Frieza. It does not feel mm-hmm. like Goku should be, like, fucking around. It does not feel like Goku should be a calm... Compo- like, he's composed right now. Constantly, mm-hmm. he is composed. He's, and then he like, scream and fight. Like, it feels like Goku should be, like, fucking ripping this planet apart trying to kill Frieza. Um, and doesn't we don't have that? We don't have like Goku being a motherfucker yet. Like throw him out. See you in hell, Goku, yeah. and then him getting knocked the f out after saying that. But we don't have like. It feels like Goku's being a little monster, a little gremlin. Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, I'm out here. I think we're out here. I'm like I'm enjoying this. Like, I don't want to get away from. I'm enjoying it. I just feel like there's like it. it feels like miss it could potential. be a lot better it feels like miss yeah. potential like it feels like yeah you i'm like i said toriyama you're edging me i'm so fucking ready to come and then you let your hand off and i'm like bro what the fuck and then like hands back on i'm like oh hell and then hands off I'm like ah and now i have like erectile dysfunction <laughs> yeah that's that checks out yeah thank you i think that's how science works yeah that's how science works it's just it just stinks <laughs> like it I'm going to keep using this edging analogy. So I'm fucking ready. We're all right there. I feel like we're all like just like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's happening. It's coming. It's coming, baby. And it never has come. <laughs> I have a, I have a problem. No. Please send help. <laughs> I think they make a pill for that now. Yeah. Someone give it to Toriyama. Ah. <laughs> uh. And with that, I think we can conclude <laughs> this episode. I just uh, want to watch what a way, yeah. Frieza really good for more than two minutes, please. What a way! To, what a way to finish. True. What a way. What a way. I'm still not finished yet, though. <laughs> Dragon Ball, please help me. <laughs> Dragon Ball, help me get yeah, there. Dra- Dragon Ball, help me get there. <laughs> Gather the Dragon right. Balls. Goodbye, everybody. Right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back to see if we get there next time. Why? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>